Uh, we're back better than ever, some would say, with another edition of Backstop Banter. My people, my friend, I would even go out there to say. Oh, yeah, thank you. Christian's already in the color cast. So, by the way, before we even get into, Michael, you know, the good old meat and potatoes, they would say. I got to tell everybody, we love seeing you on the stream yard, of course. Absolutely. Check us out, Backstop Banter on Rap Sports. Michael has his Facebook connected. Um, YouTube, you can check out Unwrapped Sports. Twitter, make sure you follow us at Backstop Banter Unwrapped, all that. But hey, we are available on ColorCast as well. So don't be shy. Pull up to the ColorCast. Listen, although I would consider myself stunning. Stunning, I would say. Uh, ColorCast, if you don't want to look at me and Michael, is just audio. You can, you know, pull it up. Leave it running in the background of your phone. Use your phone as you feel. And then you can listen to us blabber away about our life and sports, which I mean, listen, it's backstop banter for a reason. There's a lot of banter going on. These, uh, <laughs> hold up. Hold up. I'm working on it. Oh, Michael. There we go. It's okay. You're allowed. You're allowed in my subs because you're my friend. And you know what? I'm just going to add to this as I was like getting my phone all set up here. What I'm so thankful for of the upgrades that ColorCast has already made. I could not find your show right away, which is my show too, as we're doing backstop banter here. But I was able to go to the little uh, search icon. Search the no. Michael, just I just in agree. USN. Can I finish? Can I finish? Well, listen, I was going to say a very nice thing about God. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead then. No, Carry never on. mind. You don't get it anymore. <laughs> but it was so easy now that they updated that that I just typed in USN and I found Anthony on there as I call him Connie. But also you can find everyone else that's with the Unwrapped Sports Network. Just type in the USN. You'll find us all. And that's what's so wonderful about us. Well, Michael, I was going to say you saying about that update might have been mm. a top five point you ever made in your life. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Ever. I appreciate that. Ever made that was that was one of the most brilliant things you said on the show. Because listen, people, if you haven't listened very often, Michael doesn't say brilliant things that often. But when wow. he does, but when he does, there are some moments in this show. You know, I will always stand by my Soto and Vlad pick, who I actually still think should have won the MVP. You will always thought that I was dumb by saying that, and I was very good. I don't think I thought you were dumb. Maybe the Vlad one. But the Soto one, I could have saw. Well, oh, yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah, my Vlad was definitely a you were de- dark listen, horse Michael, that was awesome. Exactly. You were ahead of the curve on that one, just yes, like you know, in the football world. I was ahead of the curve on Mr. Josh Allen. So we, we make excellent points in different realms. I will give you that because I was on the Josh Allen boat. Well, let's oh, just no. say I bought, Michael, I, I was shoveling coal into the steam engine. I was, I was say, shoveling I bought coal. the ticket. I just hadn't joined yet because I drafted him in the Dynasty League on my fantasy team. And I was like, well, it's kind of just fell to me. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of liking Buffalo. They don't have much of a running game. So I'll take this and buy this ticket and say that he's going to pass 40 to 50 times a game. And hopefully I do something. And um, he's done good for me. Uh, well, Michael, although it is a wonderful time in football, there's still always time to talk about baseball, brother. Absolutely. And that's what we are going to do tonight. we got a wonderful show for you, as we usually do. Listen, we're going to give baseball. Look at that. As Michael shows off the card to the people that can't see it on the color cast. Uh, or we're going to give, you, we're gonna well. give you our top 10 shortstops. And listen, believe it or not, <laughs> pull pull yourself closer to the, to the 
to the stereo right now, some would say. To the stereo? Okay. Listen, stereo. To the, we even got some uh, lockout oh, news, people. Send a little seductive. Yeah, we got some lockout news. Lockout news for you. Let's see, Michael. Uh, now you're scaring our viewers. Now you're was that a little creepy? I was trying to be sexy. I'm 35 years old, married with three kids. I can't really be sexy anymore. Mine just turns out to be creepy, you know? Dang yeah, it. see? Unlike me. That's right. Well, you might sound sexy on the color cast because they can't see your face. And if they then, did, you know, they I'm not. I'm stunning. Yeah. it's It stuns them. Let's just say that. It Especially stuns them all right. these. Yeah. And again, they can't see that. My pose. My wonderful pose. Michael? Let's get. I say we hop right into it. I mean, because what else are we waiting for other than that? Other than I haven't seen you in a long time, so I was going to see you know maybe check in, see how you've been doing. You know, Michael, I've been a okay. I start school on Monday, mm -hmm. so your boy isn't exactly looking forward to it. But I do mm -hmm. enjoy what I go to school for, so I'm not you know sitting here like dreading going. But it's right. still school at the end of the day, so I mean, who really actually looks forward to it? Um. But yeah, other than that, I, I, I'm all right, Michael. How are we? How are you doing? Is the important question. I'm a doing good, uh, and I'm assuming with the important question you're talking about, uh, guys, we weren't able to do this show. I think last week because my mother's been very sick, as you guys know, uh, she did pass away. Um, thankfully, we can say it wasn't because of COVID. She had some other complications go on with that whole nine yards there. But uh, uh, a man of faith in my whole family, we've got some uh, comfort reassuring to where she's at now. So you know, she's not hurting anymore. She's better off where she is, and like again, a man of faith where I believe she is in heaven. I truly feel like if she wanted to come back to earth, if that's a possibility, she absolutely would not. She's in no pain. She's celebrating up there. So just got to think of the joy and the happiness we had together. So again, I appreciate it. And and just happy to have some, some normalness go back. So that's one reason why I really wanted to do the show today and join you. I think you actually thought I was going to try to pass on this for one more day, <laughs> but I'm, I'm ready to just, the world don't stop. So let's keep on trucking basically. No. And listen, we, me and Michael, uh sit here and talk and you know talk off stream as well all the time so you know for all the stuff that you guys see and all the bs and back and forth uh in a moment of seriousness uh michael you're i love you seriously uh one of the, one of my better friends that i've met through this so i'm glad to know that you're okay everybody else is doing okay uh like you said the world doesn't stop but you know you as a as a family can pause for a little moment and uh, appreciate everything that that went through that. So glad well, that you're going to say this real quick. You know, in a small town that we live at, and uh, we actually had some friends of the family come all the way from South Carolina. Guys, we like I said, we live in. Uh, I, you've heard on the show. We live in southeastern Kentucky. We had people from Ohio, Michigan, and South Carolina even come. It's just we're we're a big family that's touched a lot of lives or been involved with a lot of lives. But uh, one of the things that they were saying to me as we were going to the funeral, and this may not be something you've ever seen before, but for here it happens all the time. So like four lane road, like you don't have to stop when a uh, the traffic of a funeral goes. Well, here in my hometown, like everyone still stops out of respect. And, you know, we actually, as we went by, there were some people working some construction. I watched one guy actually take off his hard hat and and just completely stop. And I thought that was very nice to see, very respectful. But uh, the gentleman from uh, South Carolina, he's actually from Greenville, so it's a bigger city. He said, you know what? I love – and he's from Harlan. He said, I love that you guys still do that. That's something that they actually have outlawed in Greenville, South Carolina. And they said because the too much traffic, the bogs down, that it actually would cause more of a jam and even wreck. So I'm glad I do live in a small area where that stuff is still cool and happens. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I remember, you know, when I had some family members do that. We because it's a. I don't know, like what your, not religion, like background. Like, are you like I'm a so I'm Italian, right? And like it's I'm a, Italian. <laughs> no, 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 but like, like so apparently, which I never knew this until uh-huh. my grandfather passed away years ago. That it's like an mm-hmm. Italian thing to go from like the funeral home like back through the neighborhood that like they uh-huh. lived at. So it's like oh, you okay. Know, and we did that, and we, you know, we drove through my nan's development then, and like, you know, had neighbors, you know, stop and come out. So, nice thing. I, oh, okay. I know where you're coming from. That's cool. If you want to know my religion, I mean, it, just Christianity is what I would say, because I think religion gets all craziness, anyways. The church I go to, it is uh, independent, so we're not like we don't label ourselves anything like Pentecostal Baptist, that whole nine yards. But if you would just label us, it would be more close to Baptist. If you want to know. Uh huh. I think I'm Catholic. I always mess up Catholic and Christian. I think I'm Catholic, though. I mean, do you pray to Mary? I have no idea. Like, I haven't been to church in a long time. I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, well, I mean, you, you know. need to go. I should, but, uh, I'll go one of these days. Like, I, I, I want to say Christianity and Catholic. They both consider yeah, themselves Christians. Yeah, they're like Catholic. the same thing. I think Catholics yeah. are more like. I don't know. Listen, I mean, listen. Not, we, we don't want to like say anything exactly. that could be offensive because yeah, we're know, we'll, maybe just we'll ignorant the, the situation. Uh, we'll have the conversation different yeah, time. But I think what? Catholics pray through to Mary or through Mary to Jesus or to God, and we just pray to God. I think that's really that. And then there's alcohol on both sides of so whoever you want to say there. But so, how about baseball? How are you doing today with yeah, your exactly. sports world? Uh, <laughs> No, Michael, I'm excited to get into our top 10 list because, listen, there's nothing that makes better content than some lists. They make people mad. Absolutely. They make people happy. Uh, There's things that you can chat about, you know, say say you agree, say you don't agree. So, listen, I thoroughly enjoy yelling at people and getting mad. So, it's fine. I I thrive on on, uh, conflict. That's the word I'm looking for. So we're, we're going to find out how people feel about our list, Michael. So how about you start it off? How about you go, Michael? Go 10 through 5. and then, No, 10 through 6. Go 10 through okay. 6, and then and then I'll go 10 through 6. You'll go 5 through 1. I'll go 5 through 1. Uh, first, I want to say Zach Cantrell on ColorCast. Man, thank you. I appreciate you on the follow here. I don't know if you're in our stream or you just somehow stumbled on me, but I just got notifications, so I appreciate that. I can turn my notifications on for ColorCast. I don't have like a notification when people follow me, but I did get a follower too, so I hope it's whoever you just said. Okay. But uh, also, I don't know if you hollered out Christian or not, but he put on 49er Nation. I mean, I don't oh, know why he's saying that. Listen, but, Christian, uh, is a, Christian is a a trip is what I'll say. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Man, I feel so bad saying my 10 through 6 because there's going to be some controversies on this. That's what what we thrive on, Mike. That's what we're here for. So at number 10, I have Alex Brigman. Okay. No? Maybe? No? Could be third base. Houston. We don't know what's going to go on. Let's say this. Already. No, no, no. That's what I'm going to say. Let's say this, right? I don't have him on the list because I think he's more of a third baseman because that's what he played last Mm -hmm. year. But in fairness – like I we said, don't. I have somebody on this list that uh, was technically a shortstop last or second baseman last year that I think is going to play shortstop this year. So, with the way that everybody plays, like every position, it seems like right. these days, I'm not going to sit here and say like you're 100 percent wrong because 
realistically, if say Correa leaves, he might play shortstop. We don't know. We don't know. And even on here, it has him listed third base and short. But I wanted to go ahead and put him on here okay. because I don't think they keep him. I think that he's going to go elsewhere, and Brigman may be the guy that they move to short. A lot of maybes. We don't know what's going to go on. So at number nine, I have Trevor Story. At number eight, I got Wander Franco. Okay. At seven, let's see here. Yes, seven, I have, I don't know how to say his name right. Xander. Xander Bogarts? Yes, I thought okay. that's how, but me and my hillbilly, I, I'll figure i leave it there. So let's see here. That's 10, 9, 8, 7. At 7, since he left, I'm going to put Marcus Simeon here because I'm mad at him for leaving my Blue Jays. <laughs> and at 6, I got Francisco Lindor. Okay. Okay. Um, That's fair. It is that fair. That is fair. I'm, you know what? I, I'll, I'll say the one thing I'm surprised about. Okay. Because you often very much talk about Trevor's story. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you, of all people, have him low. I thought I was going to get in trouble for where I have him on the list, but I have him much higher than you do. Do you? Well, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm surprised about. Everything else I can understand. I'm shocked that you have him low just because it's you. I appreciate that, and I apologize, Trevor. But you know, we don't know where you're going. We we don't know what's going on with you. So I just I don't like you. Actually, I love him. You know that. I just I'm trying to think as far as production and defense, which of course he's great defense. Is he still going to be in Colorado because he's still got the one year, right? He's not a free agent. No, he's a free agent right now. He is a free agent. Okay, I was thinking maybe I was thinking of last year. Maybe maybe I should have put him higher because I had a as my father says, a brain fart of an idea there. Cause I was thinking he was going to be traded, but he should have been traded last year. I was yeah, going back. Should have been. I still can't so, yeah. he get traded. Yeah. So I, yeah, you're wrong. All right. You're right. I should have had him higher in that because I would think he would go somewhere. That's going to make him be more productive. When I made the list, I was thinking they have to wait till they trade him. So I apologize on that. All me, but I'm not going to rearrange this. All right. So for my 10 through six, I start off differently with a guy that I don't think will be on your list now. I have Jorge Polanco from the Twins okay. sitting over there at the 10 spot. Um, and like I said, a lot of people that I left off my list when I looked at other lists. Is he not second top, baseman? No. See, I it said for me that he was a shortstop. Okay. See, and again, I'm I'm looking at lists and comparing and trying to do my That's own That's what I'm doing too. And on mine, it actually has him at second base, then shortstop. So again – Potato, tomato, who cares? Well, and, and that's the thing too. Like uh, looking at other lists, mine's very different because, you know, some people I, I classified, if you remember our second base list, I had Trey Turner as a second baseman. Mm-hmm. So I don't have him on this list because I put him on my second baseman list. And like I looked at other lists that had, you know, Trey Turner as the second best shortstop. And I was like, well, I don't think he's a shortstop. So right. I can't put him on. But anyway. Jorge Polanco at the number 10 spot. Okay. Uh, and on my list, it had him down to like 17 too. So, see, on my but list, I, I had him at 11. Really? Um, then this is another situation, which is why I can't say anything to Michael. I have Javi Baez at number nine. Um, obviously, very good fielder. Had a great second half 
with the Mets, if you remember, uh, especially mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. He was uh, playing after he very, made very the well. fans mad. Yeah, you know, after he thumbs down the fan. You know, a very popular thing here in New York, apparently. Because now we got Julius Randle doing it to the Knicks fans. Javi Baez and Lindor did it to the Met fans. I mean, listen, if you want to boo the fans, trust us, New York is going to boo right back. Ain't no problem. Then, Michael, my number eight spot, I have a guy that I believe might have been in the same spot with Lindor. Am I right? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, I Actually, I think I had him at seven. Well, I, I think still, I had Xavier I, at eight. Lindor did have a down year. Um, I, I would think that he's going to bounce back from mm-hmm. said down year. And and play a lot better this year, you know, another year with the Mets. Still an unbelievable, still a pretty solid fielder, I should say, and a, and a switch hitter. Um, that will always boost you a little bit in my eyes. Uh, then, Michael, I got another person that me and you can kind of agree on here. I don't know if it's the same spot, but I have Wander Franco as well uh, on my list at the number uh, okay. seven spot here. Uh, obviously, still very, very young. What is he like? 20 years old maybe he was a rookie last year and that was halfway through the year like they they brought him up so i mean he's very young and a solid player really yeah i mean if you remember during the season he had like that 30 plus game on base streak that he had yeah uh so he was unbelievable i think he's only going to continue to get better and honestly i want his rookie card if you tell me by the end of the year he's in the mvp voting I'm not shocked by it uh, just because I think he's going to get – I mean, that's. I feel like that's what the Rays do, man. They just pump out great players. And now, sadly, they can never really keep them sometimes. Right. But they are definitely uh, very good at finding them. Actually, they have Franco under contract for a while because he signed a terrible contract. Really? Uh, Mike, maybe, maybe we can get into that because I know we've talked about it before, but – Young player, I'm curious if you sign a contract or you or you play it out. But we'll get into that after our list. How about that? Um, then in the number, let's see, one, two, three. I think seven. You just no, six, this would be my sixth spot, right? Yeah, yeah, my sixth spot. I have Tim Anderson. Okay, love me. Some I have Tim him Anderson. as my five. I know I haven't called that out, but he's my fifth, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, love me some Tim Anderson. Uh, a pretty solid bat, pretty solid defender as well. Uh, obviously, one of the key pieces to that White Sox offense, and you know, team as you know as a whole. So I got Tim Anderson at six. Now, Michael, you finish out your five through one. No, I went. I went first. That's why you got to keep. I'll do five and four. Back and forth. Let me do five and four. You do five and four, and we'll go on through. All right, okay, we'll do that. Okay, well, at five, I have Tim Anderson. Now at four. Okay, let me go ahead and do three as well with this because it's kind of – I'm going to say catch-22 because I don't know what to say. So, so, but I've so got, Michael, you're going to do five, four, and three, but you can't do two and one. Yes, because that adds suspense. So, at no, five, no, I have no. Tim Anderson because I actually think my Watt Sox – I say my – that was my prediction from last year. I think next year will be their year. I, they're building on this. I just – I'm in on the Watt Sox. Anyways, Tim Anderson. Then here's my, my little controversy here that I don't know what to go at four, I have Manny Machado. At three, I have Tatis. They're on the same team. They both play that position. At the end of the year, they were moving Tatis out in left field or center field. But both of them are listed as shortstops. So I'm going to put them there. 
because I don't know really where. Like, I don't want to not put one on because they're deserving, but Machado's third and short. Tatis, they have listed as center field, right field, and short. I don't think Tatis will be short this year, and I don't really think that Machado is going to be moved to short, but they have him listed there, on, and he's, they're both on this list, and it would be disrespectful for me not to put him here. Okay. I was that that face I was making because I was trying to figure out who you have two and one now. But okay, well that's why that I didn't I, want to do them. Now that I looked at my list, I I, I think I know what you have. Uh-huh. It might be in a different. I, I have a feeling it's in a different order because when we've talked about it, you don't uh-huh. seem like the biggest you know fan of him. All right, but I'll go with mine. So okay. for five, I have Xander Bogarts at five. Okay. Um, I him at six, I think. So as a Yankee fan, I hate him. With a passion. I saw this man destroy our teams over and over again. So, uh, yeah, not the biggest uh, Xander guy, but he's fantastic. Uh, number four, I have Corey Seager. No, 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 I lied. I have Trevor Story at number four. Oh, okay. I have Trevor well, Story at number four. That's why I said I'm surprised that I have him higher uh, than you do on your list. But Brain laps here, seriously, because <laughs> I was thinking that he was going to be with the Rockies for a while. Now, I do want to see, because I think he's going to leave the Rockies in free agency, so I do want to see what he is like away from Coors Field. And I still hate saying that because I think it's it's almost a, a detriment to the player where you're like, oh, well, yeah, you were good because you were at Coors Field. And sometimes it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just a very good player. I mean, we saw with Nolan Arenado, he played fine. And DJ LeMahieu was in the MVP conversation two years in a row, the first two years with the Yankees, like, Listen, people, all because they play in, in Colorado does not mean that they're a, not that good of a player. Like, do you remember a few years ago? I don't know who it was. Made it into the Hall of Fame, but it was like his fourth or fifth year on the ballot. And he was like a very good player, but because he played in Colorado, all the writers were like, oh, I don't know if he really deserves it. I don't remember who it was, but like, that's unbelievable to me. I'm sorry, so, my wife just takes me here. Yeah. I'm seeing some names that I might have messed up on this list too, so I'm I'm scatterbrained here. Carry on, sorry. Oh no, Michael, you're a okay. And then three, I do have Corey Seager. That's where I have Corey Seager at number three. Okay. Um, I think he's very good. Uh, got that huge contract from the Rangers. Obviously, him and Marcus Simeon went over there to the Rangers. I think he'll end up being the shortstop over there. Uh, Simeon to me slides back uh, to the second base position, or actually stays at the second base position. Um, but yeah, I think Seager's very good and I think he'll be good in the future. So I guess we're down to our two and one there, huh? All right. Who you got at two? I have Tatis at two. Um, listen, I know that, like you said, they did move him to the outfield uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the year, but I still think he's going to be their shortstop. I would be a little surprised if he became their right fielder or or, or one of those positions. Left, left and center. See, I wanted to put him higher, but I'm hesitant on that. Like, I mean, Tatis is phenomenal, obviously. He's almost the face of MLB now. So I'm hesitant for the fact that I don't know if he'll be a hard shortstop. Like, he may be like a Chris Bryant here and just play everywhere. Just like, okay, hey, we'll have you at short this first two games of this series, and then we'll move you outfield. I, I don't know. but See, I put him – here's my thing, right? I'm not even so worried about that is that I put him high on this list and and almost could be my number one. 
but he's a terrible fielder. Like he's a terrible right. shortstop, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you want to, if you want to say that, like he's not a very good fielder. Uh, he has a lot of errors, uh, but he's also one of those players that it's like. I'm going to sit there and deal with your 15 errors a year at shortstop because you're going to hit me 40 home runs and drive in a hundred runs and, you know, bat hopefully in the upper two eighties and steal probably 30 bases if he felt like it. So I feel like his offensive production, although he is not a very good fielder, Mm -hmm. takes him from what could be number one to number two. But I don't know. I feel like he's too good to not be high on this list. Exactly. Like, I almost don't think he's going to be the shortstop over 50%. Like, I think it's going to be close, whatever, too. So, I wanted to at least respect and have him on the list, but I didn't want to have him too high on the list, if that, if you follow me on there. Okay. Okay, so you gave me two, right? Let me pull it back up here. Two. You're going to hate me on this. I know who I think, it's going to be. Who? I think you're going to put Correa too. Who? Correa. Yeah. I thought you said someone else. I have him at two. So you have Seager and at one. I do not. Seager. I, no, I do not have him on the list. Now, for see, the fact, now, I, now I have no idea. Because I have Simeon on the list. Like Seager, like I didn't know who to put, and, and I went with Simeon on there. Uh now, if we're putting up our lineup, I don't think Simeon will be the shortstop main guy, but I I just love – I love my – So my where did you put Seager? If I had to put him on there, I probably had to add 11, 10 or 11. And, again, like we said, I probably should have changed this just a tad bit more. No, no, but we'll have him on a shortstop list but you don't because you don't think he's a shortstop or you don't think he's on the list at all? Because that's where we might have to have a fist fight. I mean, he is only a shortstop, but even look on this, my Michael, list. Even, look at this, Michael. Good debate. Go ahead. Oh, appreciate You're, it. That's my brother, by the way. I know. Shout out, Mark. Always in the comments. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. Maybe I'll have maybe I'll have the better Lawson, as you like to say, the better Conover to me. The better Lawson on the show one of these days. Mark, he has a much better radio voice than me, let me just tell you. He doesn't sound hillbilly. But even on my list, they have Seeger as ranked 14th. I thought that was disrespectful. Really? My list had Seager third. Really? What list are you even looking at? I went on the Yahoo one. Okay. So that's why I was hesitant because, I mean, I don't think that they're going to have Seager not play short, you know. But with Simeon there, I just feel like he's the more productive guy, and I like him. But at my number one, speaking of my Blue Jays, I've got probably one that's more of a DH. Oh, you're out of your mind. (laughs) I got Bo Bichette. See, I thought you were putting Simeon at one. No. Oh, no, you're out of your mind. Hey, hey. Are you? Hold up. No, no, no. See? Hold up. See? No. No, Who you have at one? Correa. Pitiful. Pitiful list, man. I don't even have Bichette on my list. That's pitiful. Where do do they have him ranked? Because he does play more. Actually, I'm not even going to lie to you, Michael. I did Uh forget Bichette. I here, how about this? I'm taking Polanco off. Bichette's on. Put him at number 10. 10. Okay, thank you. I, Which, I, that, see, that was my brain fart. You had, you know, story. I had Bichette. But number one, hey, Michael, Simeon's what do you got out. cooking down in Kentucky? I know you guys do moonshine Simeon and all that. is out, 
Bobachet, even our discussion last year, preseason or spring training, you said Bichette is the guy on this team. It's not even Vlad. So Bichette is the better guy. Vlad, well, I was wrong, clearly. Well, yes, but Bichette has the potential. And I think that they were okay losing Simeon because they can move him into the short, which, again, he does some DH well, more he would than anything. short anyway. Do what? Bichette always played short. Well, so you're right. <laughs> so I am lost on my argument now because you caught me on that mess up. Appreciate it. <laughs> Simeon but, played uh, second this year. Yeah, I know. I, you lost. I lost on that one. You're all Michael. Bo Bichette oh. is the guy. Just leave me alone. Number one. Yes, sir. Oh you- man, that listen. He's a solid player. Yes, played very well. Has and he's going to be hitting with Vlad. Now I'm thinking more of offense too. Now I'm not just worried about the defense at all. I'm not either. But okay, then it's acceptable. All right. To put it one, a, no, unacceptable in my totally. That's why we call this banter, okay? Uh, speaking of banter, Mark, I don't know if you're still in here. If you are, thank you. But uh, you also need to download the Colorcast app where you just see our audio. Yes, I said that correctly. You just see our audio. We don't have the camera up, but uh, we also get paid from there. So go to Colorcast, download the app, and come in here and watch us or listen to us on there. And just stay in the chat with us and commentate with us as well. I mean, you can actually re- request a mic and we can have you live on here with us. We'd love to have you. I can't believe you hate my whole shit at oh. number one. Yes, sir. No, yes, I am. Sir. Have you ever seen that that clip of Stephen A. Smith where he goes, We've been led astray, run amok, <laughs> bamboozled, and straight up deceived? Just I've never wait. I've never been more bamboozled in just, my life right now. Just wait. Cuz here's the thing, when I prove you right, I'll let you know. But all season long you're going to say that I was wrong, which is fine. You just which said when fine. you prove me right, which means I which means you're wrong. Again, you know. The English Michael, the English language difficult. It is. It's very difficult. Michael, isn't Speaking of what else is do what? Isn't your wife a teacher? Listen, you don't even want to know. My whole family are teachers, except myself. Do you? Well, didn't, my, you, start, didn't you go back to school? Oh, uh, Round of applause um, for Michael going back to school. By the way, appreciate it. Appreciate that. But uh, speaking of stuff that's hard to deal hey, with, what well, that part? Uh, did you see what the MLB did today in their rejection? You know, so I don't get to argue my career point. Oh no, I, I, it's a good point. You're good. Go ahead. He's obviously a better defender. Is he, he comes up. No, he's a free agent. Then, I don't I mean, care where he goes. Well, it doesn't matter him. where he goes. Golly, he's not even on a team and you got him ranked one. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, Have you ever seen this thing on Stephen A. Smith where uh, it's like, oh, we've been led astray? God. Oh, my God. Look at this guy. Like, I don't blame you for wanting to be me, though. I mean, fantastic. Um, no, I can't. I'm, I'm so confused right now. I really am. It happens. But okay, sure. Correa is. I mean, I content. think I think it's easy to say that Correa is better. Uh, fielder comes mm-hmm. up clutch in the playoffs. He's unbelievable in, in that realm as well. How right. how how Bo do in the playoffs? You know that team that you said was going to win. How they do? Uh, you know what. 
Maybe I was just a year ahead of my time in my wiseness. <laughs> Are they going to win the division this year, Mike? They're, they will be a wild card. Uh, who's winning the division? Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. We'll find out. <laughs> the man just looked at last year's standings and said, sure, why not? If Perry was more of a Cowboys fan, then he'd root for the Yankees. <laughs> you know, I do feel like that goes hand in hand. No, because I'm a Cowboys fan, and there's yeah, no but way. you have an excuse. What's my I, excuse? I didn't actually, no, I, I lied. Perry has an excuse, too, then, that you guys live in an area where there's, like, a baseball team right around you. But I feel like for people that don't really care about baseball, like when they're a Cowboy fan and the baseball season starts, they're like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll pick a Yankees. I think it's either Yankees or even uh, the Cubs, because Cubs has always been like America's team. Like it's just one that's Yankees, always on Cubs, and Dodgers are like the three go-to teams for people I that agree. don't watch baseball. I agree with you. Hey, Christian, did you realize that the Yankees stripes were navy, not black? You're lying, right? Don't you remember me saying that the other? Uh, I mean, it's been a long time ago, but I said the black stripes, and you're like, uh, they're navy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that. He said, I did know that, dead ass. See, he's from <laughs> New York now. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. New York's a fantastic place. Come visit. Totally I'd love to show you around the city. Actually, some- I say it's not. I did enjoy New York when I was there. I really did. Now, when I did go to L.A., I didn't really like it. I It was not my cup of tea. I enjoyed New York 10 times better than L.A. Let's see. I know Christian. Was, I'd love to be there for a week. Well, Christian, come down. You know, stop on the way. Pick up Michael. Uh, there we go. You know, listen, come during the summer. We can hit a Yankee game up. Uh, or the better team. We could go watch the Mets. Nobody, and I mean nobody, cares about the Mets. Uh, we can go, you know, to the Yankee bar after the game. Have a fantastic time there. We can, you know, cycle around the city. Find some great food. Why not? Why not? I'm just saying. Well, Michael, you said that the uh, th- there was a little proposal. On the MLB side. Actually, no, wait, Michael. I said this, but I wanted to get into it. Before we get into the lockout. Okay. This old... wasn't the lockout. I wasn't talking about the lockout. Oh, you weren't? No. What was this little proposal then, huh? Okay. Uh, let's see here. There was a proposal. Let me hit pause on my YouTube so I actually have the title here so I can read it pretty good because, you know, I struggle anyways. So the MLB kills the Rays split city plan with Montreal. They have you did? heard about that? Yes, they had. I didn't know that they, they killed smashed. it. I knew they wanted to do it. Yes, oh. which I thought was actually kind of cool and maybe wanted to talk and maybe debate this a little bit more with you here. But I hadn't, I missed, you know, again, what's been going on in my life right now. It's been a little bit crazy, but I hadn't caught on to or heard this. But when I seen it today that they killed the idea of splitting, I thought, I don't know what the reasoning for that. So do you know why they were wanting to split between the two? I think it's just because they don't have anybody that comes to the games in Tampa. Which, I mean, and, totally and Montreal, and Montreal, if like, well, that's where they were going to go, right? Yeah, Montreal. Yeah. If people remember, like, I mean, it was before my times, but like, I still know about time. it. Um, what was Montreal, it? Montreal loved baseball. It was the Nationals, right? That's who the Nationals No, it was were. the Expos. Expos, that's right. No, I mean, the Washington Nationals became the Expos, or Expos became the Nationals, I think. Did that? Was that? I think so. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're, mm-hmm. I, I do think you're right. Um, but no, they they loved baseball, like mm-hmm. really did. So, and they, you know, obviously, they were took a good the team away too. from the, Yeah, they, I think, I think David Cohn pitched for them. 
I want to say. Oh, sorry, who? Michael, that's David Cohn. That's another thing I, co- I totally forgot about. Did you hear about all the Sunday night baseball mixes up that they're doing now? I've heard a little bit. It's going to be Cohn, correct? Like that was the other guy. And, and uh, Well, yeah, they added, they added David Cohn uh, to, the, to the actual booth. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What do we got here? What team is, is Kyler now because the Rams ended his football? Christian, we're doing baseball here, guy. No, he's saying what team because Kyler was both oh, okay. drafted. I think it was Oakland A's. Technically, Christian, he I'm was, with you, man. Yes, true. He was drafted by the A's, but his contract technically expired. So, like, they don't have the rights to him anymore. So, any team could pick him up. Now, is he really yeah, going to go and play baseball? Is he really going to play baseball? Like, I no, don't think he could real pitch. Here. Like, he could play shortstop. No, he was a second baseman, I think. I'm pretty sure he was a pitcher because he was quarterback throwing, throwing. But, I mean, I could see him being second base as well. I don't think – I would love to see it, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I absolutely uh, – cards gave him the green light. Oh, really? Uh, I think it would be awesome. And I I love the time when Deion Sanders played for the Cowboys and the Reds and did not later on the Braves. But, like, I Yankees. think he was – Did he play for the Yankees? He hit an inside-the-park home run in the World Series. <sighs> see, that's how much I love the Yankees. But that is pretty cool, too. But – these guys, I mean, as athletic as they are, they could totally play double double sports, what, dual sports, I guess you say. See, here's the thing. Right? But it would be hard as far as training. As, to me, I feel like like there's anomalies in certain things. Mm-hmm. And what Bo and Dion did – well, Dion wasn't the greatest baseball player, like if we're being honest. Who? Dion. He Hold wasn't up. the greatest. Hold up. Watch your mouth, Bo son. was better by a mile. Watch your mouth, son. Michael, what are you going to do, huh? Huh? I, I will boot you from come, this and carry on. Don't you badmouth Dion. Listen, I didn't say anything about him playing football, now did I? You're talking about when he played for the Reds, and that offends me. He also played for the Yankees. That so should listen, offend me. Okay, you're saying – I mean, no, I, no, understand the thing, like, I, the, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But he couldn't devote much time, you know, to baseball. So I mean, it that, had to slack. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. of all the sports to be a multi-sport athlete in, baseball's the worst. Like, baseball's one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine not being able to like take batting practice all the time, and right. then all of a sudden you're supposed to go out there and face Degrom. Like, now, yeah, how much luck are you gonna have, buddy? I could see a baseball player playing a second sport. Yeah. More- and being yeah. more dominant. Because, I mean, if you could think, top of my head, trying to think of someone that could be a wide receiver for a team. Uh, like if like if Stephon Diggs. No, no, no. Oh, you meant a big – oh, all right. So, let's listen, I'll just do like this. A like if Aaron base- Judge, like if Aaron Judge went and, go, went and played tight end because he's – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, 6'8", 280 anyway. Right. It would be easier for him who is – primary a baseball player trying to pick up a second sport than it would be for Tim Tim Tebow to play football and then try to pick up baseball. Well, I, I'm listen, that's going to, Michael, by the way, we just angered 90% of fans, by the way. Um, <laughs> listen, I love Tim Tebow. But... No, no, not, not the Tim Tebow thing. Because I will say to this day, and I don't care, baseball is the hardest sport to play. I think skill-wise, it is, listen, now – now, physically, do you have to be, you know, chiseled abs like Aaron Donald, who's, you know, 
two almost 300 pounds but still has abs no you don't have to be that we've seen it you know david ortiz pablo sandoval bartolo cologne but like a fastball coming at you is is 0.5 seconds yeah like and you're supposed so you're supposed to react to that figure out where it is in the batter's box decipher what pitch it is what style like what spin it has where it may drop is it coming straight where you're going to pull it to or try to slap it down at. It's crazy what all you have to do. And it comes to a point where it is muscle memory. And then, of course, it's also them, you know, doing the research. This guy likes to throw what and whatever count that they have. But, you know, I come back and I even think of uh, Cooper Cup and what he did on his little uh, interview that he had there. They were going to run the rare naked choke oh, yeah. and do all this I over. I mean – you have no idea what he's talking about. So there's definitely a huge mental game when it comes to football and different things like that. But baseball, there's so many, like there's so many different ways a one pitch can change. Like, I mean, it could be a grounder, the first, a pop-up, the first, a fly to first, there's three right there. And then you've got second and short, you know, there's so many different plays that can go on on each pitch that you just have to be ready to react and do. So it's hard to just say, yeah, I'm going to go out here and do this, you know? That's, that's like, I mean, now in this era, we're starting to see other player or players play other positions, but that's not really been a thing for too long. That, like, you know, uh, again, Reds fan, Nick Senzel, who's our, our uh, center fielder, through the minors, he was coming up as our shortstop. And they're like, okay, we're going to try to put him out at, at center field, which he played in high school, but he spent like a year in minor leagues just dedicated to center field to try to learn how to play. And you're thinking, why would that be so difficult? Well, I mean, there's a lot that goes on. You're 300, 400 yards away from the reaction of what you got to do. So if these players are having a hard time at it, little old me would probably suck completely at it. See, and the other problem is, too, with baseball being the second sport, and mm-hmm. realistically anything, is that you play at the same time as whatever other sport you're playing. So right. like, what do you do? Like, I mean, I guess if because baseball plays into October, obviously. So, you know, if you have a playoff game on a Sunday, I would assume you go to the playoff game instead of your regular season football game. Exactly. But, like, like, then is your NFL team going to, you know, be okay with that? And then is if you have a Thursday night, you know, football game, is your MLB team going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we were going to rest you for this one anyway. I mean, there's got to be – and you'd have to be penalized too as far as contracts. Like, okay, if you're going to miss a game because of your prior engagements, like you can't be paid for that game because you're doing something else. You know, it's – there's a lot of gray areas that we'll never probably figure out. Christian, you say not football first. I mean, bro, if I have a playoff baseball game and a regular season NFL game, I'm going to the playoff game. Like, I'm in the MLB playoffs. Do you think he means football is the hardest? Would it be? Well, oh, yeah, okay. If that's what you mean. Um, I don't know. I still think I still think baseball is the hardest sport to play. I mean, like I said, the reaction time you have to have to try. Well, all right, see, so maybe, maybe uh, if you want to get into the whole sport, then maybe. Okay. I agree like hitting, with Christian saying football is hard. Hitting is harder than anything else in sports. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. The rest of baseball, like, you know, running the bases, fly balls and everything. But, you know, easier. 
with the change of the style of play, though, it's you know it's okay to strike out now. Like if as long as you make contact and hit a bomb at some point, it's okay. You could go one of four and hit a three run home run and it be okay now. So maybe baseball in the way that they're changing is almost making it less hard for everyone. Because I mean, let's be honest. If yeah, but then what happens if you don't hit home runs? Then you're really out of a team. Well, no matter what, you wouldn't be on the team if you don't hit home runs now. Baseball no, not player necessarily. Or not. I mean, I don't think every single player on a baseball team is. I mean, there's still guys who barely get over double digits or you know single digit home runs. There's not many, and they're betting eight or nine on the team, and they may be I mean, utility players. It just it is what it is. I mean, we're exaggerating maybe a bit here, but at the same time, you you see what I'm saying. But no, I'll yeah. say this as far as arguing with Christian on this. I would say probably in depth some positions in football, it may be harder because you got to pick up blocks, you got to pick up the blitzes and the whole nine yards on that. But in our in our argument, I don't think a lineman player is going to be transitioning over into any kind of baseball stuff. So like what I'm comparing to as far as football and baseball is a wide receiver or D back or a running back, like you know those skilled players are, or would be what was coming in. You know, honestly, I would say it's football is harder for linemen than it is wide receivers. Cause you know, you have a route and you do it. Now there are some read options that, you know, you do this, you do that. But I mean, I don't know how many routes are capable of running, but I would say there's a limit to that compared to what they'd be doing in baseball. So I'm kind of going skill players compared to baseball players. Now, Again, linemen's like they say now that the the smartest player on the team in football is the center because they're picking up the blocks, telling what the linemen's what they're supposed to do on pick up on on their blitz. And Christian, if you want to chime in on that, because I think that's what you actually played, not center, but at least lineman. I don't know what position there, but oh yeah, hey, I is, got his huddle highlights. Oh okay, do you really? You probably? I, I swear to God, I do. He sent them uh, to me. He said, let's see. First, he said, I just feel like the genetics you have to have to play football is such a higher barrier to end, to entry regardless of skill of the game. GPA-wise, O-linemen and QBs are the highest in college. Right. Um, see, here's the thing, though. Like, that's what I, that's why it's a hard conversation because I, I can agree with that. Like, genetically, you have to be a beast built different to, to play football. I mean, no matter what, wide receiver, lineman, whatever, you're still getting – crashed into listen let's football is is a high speed collision 60 times a game so it's um, tackles the hardest position i mean it's a yeah i mean you're usually going up against the best pass rusher because that's the blind side of many quarterbacks unless Uh, you're playing with Tua, then you're okay because he's left-handed true that's another discussion how hard is it for a left-handed quarterback to do anything like name for Tua, very difficult anyway uh, I don't, I don't know. I just, maybe it's because he, here's my thing. And I, I, maybe this is why I have the perspective of it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my perspective, my opinion, you, everybody can have their own. That's the beauty of, you know, what we do. I think it's different for me because when I played football, like as a little kid and like growing up and right. I was a lineman and stuff, it was just easy. It was like, all right. <laughs> Hit the guy in front of you and, and, and find someone honestly, else in front of you. Honestly, I was also usually taller and fatter um, than all the other kids I was playing as well, so it was probably easier for me. But, like, baseball, mm-hmm. like, each level I got to 
I was I was probably worse than the year I was before because it was like, okay, well now they're pitching and now they're pitching. You know, back you know when you play in you know majors when you're little, you know, sixty right. miles per hour. That looks like Degrom is throwing to me, right. and then all of a sudden somebody pulls out a changeup when I'm twelve years old, and I'm like, what just happened? The first time I made a changeup, I looked ridiculous. No so, lie. Maybe listen, like I said, maybe that's why I have that thought, but. I can't imagine being well, I a agree with you because baseball player and sitting in the batter's box where a Raldness Chapman comes up to the mound and can throw 103 and then throw a slider <laughs> that moves six inches. He said learning to block pre-puberty doesn't count. I mean, he's got a point there. What did I say? <laughs> it was my opinion, huh? Oh. But, you know, even going back pre-puberty, like even like you're talking about there, as I said, like 15,000 times, I remember going from playing baseball and it being hard. Like you got a one bat from a pitching machine. Then two, you got to learn how a pitcher actually pitches it. And then three, all of a sudden it's like you finally start to get this stuff. Now you can lead off base. Like, you know, now a whole new dilemma is added to this. You got to figure out how to do all that. So, I mean, I feel like it's a building block learning, always difficult for baseball and then football, it's almost just, okay, I'm strong, I'm big, I can do it. Like, you can learn the men- mental part of it in football, but baseball, you got to have it from the beginning of, like, understanding things, and I think that's the difference. Like I Again, said, if we're I on a football show, I'd probably argue for football, but this right. is baseball, so. See, I always argue for baseball. I genuinely think hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. I really do. Because, like I said, I can't imagine being in a batter's box – with the Raldens Chapman throwing 103. Oh, wow. And then and would, then Michael, and then here's the thing though. And here's the thing though. That's hard enough to hit because you probably have about 0.2 seconds to react to mm-hmm. it. The next pitch is a slider that moves six inches from where it's originally thrown, and it's also 20 miles per hour slower. slower. Like, how are you supposed to figure out what the hell is going on? You guess. I mean, that's literally all you do with Chapman. You should just say, okay, it's gonna be a fastball, I'm swinging at it, and hope that you're right. But, no, I would flat out pee my pants and be okay letting everyone know if I had to swing anything at Chapman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm calling timeout immediately and leaving. Pinch hitter, yeah. I broke my ankle coming up to bat. I'm good. <laughs> now, I, uh, we're going way back here as far as what I kind of like to discuss this and see what you think on it, or at least just throw this idea out there. So, with the splitting destinations or cities – how cool would it be if we had like almost a two-season MLB? Like one season is short and you play in one city and then you move to a next city and play at another location, same team, and carry it on. That way, because, you know, one thing that uh, Manfred said is it's a regional game still. You don't know players such and such place because it's still regional. But if we had these places that they actually moved around, you would probably reach a lot of more different people. I mean, it's, I'm just obviously this will never happen, but how cool would it be if, like, instead of 160 games, 162, we split it in half and did two 80 seasons, 80 game well, seasons? Here's the other problem, you too. Location. You got to go build stadiums everywhere you go. But there's going to be money coming in, and more than likely, there's stadiums in a lot of these parks that you yeah. could already use. I mean, you could probably use their minor league stadiums, but that's not. Right. Well, that's I mean, not, use you know, minor MLB. Just minor one league or one year, get the revenue up, and then, and you know that there's these billionaires waiting to buy any team, and then they can build it up. Mark Cuban would probably be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll put one down here in Dallas." 
you, I don't know. And again, I'm saying it probably ain't ever going to happen, but that would be kind of cool. Like, what See, if you? Had I would Mike like Trout it for the teams that coming to New Jersey now and playing because you know he's on the West Coast. Everyone knows Mike Trout, but his second one is out here in New Jersey or somewhere closer to you, like, hey, I could actually go and see this guy. See, I liked the idea for the Rays because, to me, which is weird because, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, so I shouldn't care about the Rays' feelings at all. I think it's unfair to the Rays players, like, what what happens. I mean, they have had a good team year in and year out, and, I mean, even the playoff games, sometimes they still block out, you know, the top sections with the tarp because nobody goes. It's the like, Rays and the Marlins, both, no matter what. Like in 2001, I think it is, when they won it. There was and like I TV. said, the weirdest part about it is the Rays have the best TV ratings of all major league teams. And I honestly, I think it's like clear cut, too. It's not like, oh, you know, point one rating better. Like mm-hmm. the Rays and then everybody else. <laughs> and I listen, honestly, I think it's because everybody there is old. Everybody retires yeah. to Florida, and like, why am I going to a baseball game when well, I can watch it on? TV. I can when, well, first I can watch it on TV, and second of all, I can go down to you know South Beach and or somewhere <laughs> and go sit on the beach and, and tan out an entire day. Like, and especially here's the other thing too. I mean, Tropicana Field is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. My brother and his son, my nephew, actually went to it last year, and they loved it. Really? Because the dome, I mean, it's hot there, and you close the dome off, and it's air-conditioned, and they was like, wow, you know, like, first it was, an op- it was open, and they were burning up, and they were miserable because you're in Miami, or not Miami, but you're in Florida, and then they closed it off and said it was the most comfortable game he's ever watched in his life, and he actually really liked it. Granted, it does look hideous on TV. Oh, it's so ugly. As a Yankee fan watching them go there all the time, like, it's – and, like, here's the thing, too. Like, really, bro? They got – catwalks that the balls can actually hit and like interferes with that like it's the mlb like how do you let that happen honestly michael it's like your cowboys with your stupid big screen that a puncher can actually hit it i mean that's how many times have they hit it though they hit it in the playoff game didn't they i don't know i'm pretty sure they hit it this i'm pretty sure they hit it in the playoff game and had to repunt stupid anyway michael i have a question for you Yes, sir. Let's go. So we were talking about this. Jonathan um, India. What? No, I did see that video that you yes, posted sir. to the backstop account. Didn't you know? I got some people to check it out, by the way. Um, yeah. But my thing, we and we talk about how you know. In my opinion, right? I think up, some India. people. Come on the show, please. Sorry. <laughs> I think some people don't enjoy baseball because they don't understand it, and Absolutely. I think it gets. And I think it it's gets like very – yeah. I mean, I watch hockey blindly because I have no idea what's going on. No. Um, but, like, I think people get confused with, like, the, you know, oh, here comes a slider because it's a 3-2 count and, and it's a fastball. It's 0-1, so, of course, they're going to throw this and It's going to go here. It's going to go there. Like, I feel like people get confused with that aspect of it. But when you, like, sit down and, like, understand baseball and, and know what's going on, I think it's a lot more fun. I think it's a lot more entertaining – because then you get into that chess match as well of like, and especially because of the camera angles now where like, you know what the catcher put down. So, you know what the pitcher's throwing, but you know, the batter doesn't know. And, you know, can they execute it properly? And right. so with all that being said, oh. like I said, they changed up the Monday, the Sunday night baseball booth. They put David Cohn in there who did a oh. lot of Yankee games. He, he worked for yeah. the yes network. 
And in all seriousness, and like people think it like across the nuts just because I'm a Yankee fan, he's a very good analyst. Like good. he dives into analytics, but like he knows that they have their place as well. Uh, and you know, I feel like a lot of things with baseball too is everybody goes old school, but like he's very hip to like what's going on now mm-hmm. to the point where it's not like, oh yeah, back in my day, like mm-hmm. David Cohn will make like TikTok references. So like it, it sticks up okay. with our generation. Right. So That'd be good. with that being said, did you see that they started a, so- a secondary Sunday night baseball c- cast? No, I didn't. So they're doing K-Rod. They're K-Rod. doing this thing called K-Rod, Michael. Okay. And it's supposed, to be like, it's supposed to be like the Manning cast. Okay. And I'm excited. <laughs> and you're going to roll your eyes when, when uh, I say this. But okay. it's called K Rod because the Rod part, Alex Rodriguez is, is is going over. He used to do the actual cast, and the person who's leading it is Michael K, the Yankee announcer and the radio station that I always listen to. Whatever. Oh blah, blah, blah. my goodness! So wasn't there a K Rod picture? Yeah, K Rod was the Francisco. Uh... Oh my god, he played for the Angels, and it was really good. Francisco Rodriguez, there we go. That was K-Rod. But so they're doing a simulcast basically of of the games. They're going to do like 20 Sunday night baseball games this year. It's going to be Michael K and Alex Rodriguez and it's supposed to be more Manning cast than right. you know like actually sitting there like okay, 3-2 count, blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. you know they're going to have the guests on and they're going to, you know, explain stuff and and I think it's going to be really good for baseball. I think that was a very good idea from ESPN and baseball itself. Uh, Let's be honest. To get something like that going. How hard is it to sit down and watch Sunday Night Baseball if it's not one of your teams? Oh, no, I don't watch it. Right. So, I mean, having this feel may help a lot of those fans be like, well, there's nothing else on. And I hate to say that because since we are a baseball show. And I know some of these players, let's watch in or let's tune into it. But having that in your living room feel, your nonchalant, uh, most relaxed uh, action going on, I think that'd actually be good for it, like just for entertainment. Like, Sadly, we got to think as far as baseball as an entertainment. And, and oh, try yeah, to, it is. And try to reach these guys because otherwise it's it's boring, Like even to us who we love baseball. But if you don't have some kind of speaking going on that's enticing, it's hard to watch still. If you don't – listen, if you don't have skin in the game for a baseball game – you don't watch it. And I don't think, you know, we have to sit up here and be like, oh, we're a baseball show, so we're not going to bash baseball. Like, it's true. Like, it's not like we're sponsored by the MLB yet, you know, yet, Michael, of yet. course. Um, Manfred. But, like, listen, it's it's Rob Manfred even said it. It's a regional sport. If the Yankees aren't, aren't playing on Sunday Night Baseball, I'm not I'm not watching Sunday Night Baseball. You know, if, if there's some random game on – listen, I don't even watch the Mets if the Yankees aren't playing that day. Okay, I'm going to throw this out here to you. What if, and I'm not a gambling guy, but what if gambling took over baseball, like we'll say Sunday night, like, okay, guys, you know, almost like a live interaction. Okay, guys, here's what we got going on. The inning's about to start. It's third inning here. The, the score is one nothing. Somebody's at the bat, you know, for a chance to win, whatever, place your bets. Will the first pitch be a strike or be a ball? You know, okay. And you got your talking going, oh, it was a strike. Hopefully you guys hit on that. You know, the chances are da 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 at least you're bringing another aspect into the game where people would watch even when they don't have skin, they've got cash in it. What do you think about that? Because I think that'd actually be kind of interesting to watch. 
See, Michael, I think it's a great point because here's the thing, right? We all love football because football is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But guess I watch what football, football also fantasy football. Okay, fantasy football as well, sure. But guess what? Football is also the most bet sport in America. Oh, so even oh, by far, like well, by sense, far, daily fantasy and everything. Like so, so he, so you go with this. Listen, the Jags and the Jets play on Thursday night football. And all of us sat there and watched it like idiots. Because and you want to know why? Exactly. Because I probably had a same game parlay on it that I needed Trevor Lawrence to throw for over 200 and and the Jets to win and for this player to do that. So my dumb self is sitting there laser focused into the game because I'm like, oh my God, he's he's five yards away. He's he's 10 yards away. Right. The, the Jets need to score in this possession. It's stuff like that. And with betting become le- wait, as betting becomes legalized more and more places like like we said i just got we just had it legalized in new york uh on the ninth and let me tell you just from the people i know we we spending money out here um <laughs> <laughs> but like as you can start placing bets and more type of bets on sports like that's what keeps you engaged like michael if if i bet the sunday night baseball game even if it's you're not gonna Yankees, watch it i'm gonna watch now God. See, it's almost – and, you know, the thing different, too, that you're saying, like, you could bet on a player to do some kind of statistical numbers is what you could do in football. Yeah, like you could you, bet – like like in the playoffs, like on underdog, which, by the way, code Gen Z gets you to double your first deposit up to $100. Um, like you could bet on baseball of, like, total bases. So mm-hmm. would Lind- – oh, not Lindor. They make the playoffs. Altuve during the World Series, like, would he have over half of a total base? So, like, if he had a sing- if he had a single – you got That's it. one total base you would win. Okay. okay. So like it was stuff like that where like even me, who I didn't have skin in it because it was the who was it the Astros and the Braves. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I mean the Yankees aren't in it. I hate the Astros, so why would I watch them anyway? But all of a sudden it's oh look, I need uh you know Jorge Soler to get over one and a half bases. <laughs> Better turn the game on. Okay. Well, listen, I'm thinking. Sadly, I'm thinking that maybe we need to do some uh, live baseball games and pull up some stuff on the betting perspective of it. Like, I, I really think that would be some good content. Well, Michael, I know I've talked to you about it before, but I would really enjoy like doing some Sunday night baseball games if we ever let's get to do it. Let's do so. it. Why not? Especially with Colorcast now. Again, guys, if you're watching us live here on our streams, go check out Colorcast, the app, and download it, and then come follow us. You can tap in USN and find everyone with the Unwrapped Sports Network, and it helps us get a little dull, guys. But even with Colorcast, like, you know, there's a lot of times people on Sundays are not around where they watch TV or watch the game or anything, keep up with that. But with something going on, uh, Oh, somebody's got a comment here. Can you pull that up? Mine's not working right. But someone in Colorcast actually brought up a comment. Uh, let's but see. Uh, at so least fellas, you could if you do want that. to call a Dominican League game, let me know. I mean, hey, listen, I don't know any of those players, but I do enjoy baseball. I would think about it. A Dominican League game? Why not? I mean, like, we all know why, too, because a lot of our MLB stars come not from here, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, they're in their finals right now. That's pretty cool. Uh, don't know if you knew this, but Dalton Corner, our guy that comes on quite a bit, uh, just throwing this out here to you, he actually got called back to go to Puerto Rico to play again, and he was going to go, but some things came up. I'm going to try to get him back on the show so we can break that with you. It's kind of nice. 
But, uh, yeah, they, they absolutely love baseball down there. And there's a lot of bets, I think, goes on to those leagues as well, too. You said they're in the finals right now. I don't know anything about them either. Yeah, it's – um, like I said, like, I mean, so Mariano Rivera, he was from the Philippines? I want to – no. Yvonne De Jesus that came on the show. Uh, the, Yvonne De Jesus, he's, he was in that Puerto Rico league as well with Dalton. So, I mean – they come from around the world to play. Panama, Panama. Maron Rivera from Panama. Panama. Uh, obviously, Otani, not, you know, from but from Japan. Like I'm saying, you know, there's people from all over. Game four is tomorrow at four on MLB.tv. Ooh, finally putting MLB TV to work since they can't do anything else. I still can't believe we're in a lockout, by the way. I'm telling you right now, Michael. If we miss baseball games because of this lockout, which, by the way, I think is about a 90% chance of happening, I'm going to be so annoyed because I don't like basketball as much as like other people do, so I'll watch it. But uh-huh. right the second, the second football ends, I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, spring training's right around the corner. And then it's like, yep. oh, my God, the regular season's right around the corner. And here's my thing, too, and I think this is another reason why I love baseball. I think it just becomes like so part of my routine and like I feels like I've grown up like with the same people. Like that's mm-hmm. why to me like Michael K is the reason I started doing all this stuff. I've been listening to him since I was like 7 years old. Wow. I'm, I'm 21. <laughs> so like a young pup. <laughs> so to me it's like, you know, for 162 games, you know, probably 150 of them, I've been, you know, laying in bed watching a baseball game and, and listening to that. So it and just becomes part of the routine. Father Tom on your wall over there, but you know that's got, for you guys. I got, I got Uncle Jeter podcast. behind that's, me as well. It's Tom Brady. He's all over his wall. Look, I got I got Jeter right here. I got Brady mm-hmm. over there. I got a Jeter fat head to the left of me, and then I got a Brady fat head to the right of me. I mean, it's nice. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of a little bit jealous, but yeah. What kills me is, and this is kind of like I'm with you, Chris Welch with uh, the Reds, absolutely love, and even Tom Brenneman uh, or Marty Brenneman and Tom Brenneman both. Uh, they've been phenomenal as far as broadcasting in the in the world. Uh, even on my guy Sean Casey, the mayor who used to play for the Reds and the Indians, I think as well, and then went on to play for Pittsburgh. Anyways, he's got his podcast. He had one of the Brennemans on, and he actually called uh, Hank Aaron's home run tying home run. He was talking about that, so that's kind of cool. But my birthday and my brother's birthday and my dad's birthday are all kind of really close. My dad's March 8th. Mine's April 8th. My brother's is April or 12th. Yeah, April 12th. So we always kind of like, hey, I'm going to buy you a ticket for your birthday. You buy me a ticket and he'll buy you a ticket, you know. And we're like, okay, let's all get ready to go. Let's see. Do we want to go around like the late of March for dad or do we want to go closer to air? So like when it's birthday time, it's also baseball time. And I have a feeling this year it's going to be May before we have a baseball game because – do you want to kind of go into what they kind of talk about with the lockout? Um, well, they did meet again finally. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, you know, where are we at the mm-hmm. moment type of thing. I it know it was like the the owners did present something. Yeah, they did make a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for here? An offer. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess actually I think 
I don't know what proposal. I was going to say. Proposal. Yes, there we go, Michael. Um, they did make a proposal. I'm trying to figure out English what the owners did. Kind of All right, here we go. The owner's recent package uh, featured a formula to pay players between two and three years that would eliminate arbitration. So there would be no more arbitration, which I would assume the players would go for. Um, let's see. Eh, I mean, not many players. Like, Did you ever hear the story of, like, I don't know what team he played for, but there was a dude who went to arbitration for one of the teams and, like, almost got into a fist fight with, like, the GM because, Michael, arbitration, do you know what it is? Yeah, actually, we at work – uh, we had to sign a contract saying that we would never sue. We would actually go through arbitration. And the guy was like, do you know what arbitration is? It's when – and he used baseball because he knew how I was. And he's like, okay. So it's like a player is trying to um, do a contract, and they're both in disagreement. So they'll take it in front of someone and say, okay, this guy has the same amount of stats as you. This is what they're being paid. So that's basically where we think the third party says you're going to be paid. Yeah, but, like, that's the nice terms. Arbitration, you literally go into a, a room in front of a judge – and the mm. team is like, all right, you're terrible, realistically. You suck. This like, is what we're we not paying yeah. this. Like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't. Like, I can't. I can't remember who the player is, but he literally had to be held back in court from like fighting the team. Really? Because, like, I mean, they're they're literally sitting there and tearing you apart, and you're right. supposed to just be like, ah, yeah, okay. I got. I got to figure out who remember. I got to figure out who it was, but I can't remember. But anyway, let me continue on. Um, let's see. Uh, one that per uh, would give the that the tier more dollars currently earns blah 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 draft pick rewards for teams who's oh that's the one that was stupid. So the owners proposed a thing right where they would get draft picks if their top prospects won awards in their first three years of being in the majors, which is okay stupid to me. Well, it is stupid, but I think what it is is because it's trying to get people through the prospect a lot faster. Like, you know, and it Yeah, it's not like they could get a new contract all because they got the award, so they're still getting paid nothing. But they're saving money by keeping the uh, Chris Bryant in the minor leagues and then bringing them up. Like, you know, you got to move them through the system faster. Like, we got Hunter Green that's been our top one of our top pitchers for the Reds for a long time now. Like, this is probably a fourth or fifth year, and he's still not made it up to – the Reds yet, so I could see what they're trying to do with that. So I guess I'm okay with that. I do think it's a little weird, but I, I can see what they're trying to go for on there, and I, and I do like that because the main argument is our younger players are not getting paid enough compared to what they do when they get older. So I can see this making a push to try to reward your teams to making these younger players play faster, and then they're going to make their contracts more faster as well, I think. Let's see. What else did we have here? Um... So let's see. Top prospects win major awards in their first three seasons, which is an attempt to thwart service time manipulation. Because, like, obviously, you know, we saw that with Chris Bryant, where instead of bringing him up, they're like, oh, no, we're going to leave you down for another 20 days. Man, I didn't even know that was in there. I'm genius. What? That's what I was talking about with Chris Bryant. That's what you were just saying. Oh, okay. Um, You weren't listening to me? That figures. Yeah, I just, yeah, you know. And a draft lottery system for the worst three teams that wouldn't allow clubs to replicate the extended tanking strategy utilized by recently the Astros and the Cubs, among other teams, which I like um, going to a little bit of a lottery system. I mean, I still don't think it's enough because, like, Hmm. it's your top – it's the worst three teams. I mean, there's more than three teams tanking in the MLB that I can name off the top of my head right now. So, like – 
Does it There's, really fix the problem? See, here's my a thing. Little, a little. Like, Houston and the Cubs tanked and were productive with it. Yeah, they both won World Series because of it. Right. But some of these other teams are just, like, lukewarm tanking, and they're constantly tanking, you know? Bro, the Orioles have been tanking for four years and aren't even close to being good. Right. Like, they're going to lose 100 games again this year. And, Michael, that would be five five. Goodness. So, I think they've been tanking for four years, so this would be the fifth year. So, four out of those five years, they've lost over 100 games. And the one season they didn't lose 100 games is because we played 60. <laughs> so, with that argument, you're telling me that we couldn't build these stadiums somewhere with teams that have lost five consecutive years of 100 games Michael, and not have Michael. a – do you know how much a stadium costs to build? I mean, probably a billion or two. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you you want to just casually find people? And by the way, usually when a new stadium is built, the owners don't pay for it. They just, you know, get the public tax, to do it. Tax the city. So there you go. Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be so happy when their taxes go up by a lot for a team that they're only going to get to see half the year. Um, they're doing it anyways. <laughs> In addition to changes to free agency and arbitration, the players would also like to see a more – oh, this is for what the players want. Um, in addition to, to changes to free agency and arbitration, the players would like to – would also like to see a more dramatic spike for the luxury tax, thre- tax threshold, which stood at $210 million last season. The two sides also differ on how many teams should appear in the expanded playoffs, with the players preferring 12 and the owners wanting 14. <laughs> see, oh, I mean that's two teams. That shouldn't be that big of a difference, though. See, I hate expanded playoffs in my eyes. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I kind of like it because I I do like playoff baseball a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially with like the wild card games and stuff. But we even saw it in like the in the NFL this year. Like they expanded the playoffs, and both seven seeds had no business being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like there was no point. And the Eagles and Steelers making the playoffs. So, like, what are you going to have all of a sudden now? You know, in baseball, we're going to have teams who are, you know, don't get me wrong, I I shouldn't use the Angels as a team because I would actually like to see Mike try in the playoffs. But still, yeah. we're going to see Mike. We're going to see the Angels in the playoffs and then get swept by an actual good team. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I I, I understand why they want it to happen. Of course, because they're going to make more money. money. But I hate expanded playoffs in my head. It, it annoys me to no end because now you're getting teams in there that have absolutely no reason to be there. From a fan perspective, I like it some because for my team that doesn't make the playoffs that much, it's more chances to be able to go to a game that's called a playoff. Now, my only thing is if they expand it, it needs to be a one-game wild card and kind of – almost do like play-in games instead of having like a one seed versus an eight seed or something to that effect. I'm just just saying that. But here's my thing. Once that they do that, in about five years from now, they're going to say, okay, instead of having a one-game wild card, it's going to now be two games or three games, and they're just going to keep adding these games just because it's always more money. That's the thing that aggravates me. Like We get too money greedy sometimes, and I hate that. Now, obviously, money does very good, but I'm okay with expanding some. 14 teams is quite a bit. There's only, what, 30 teams? Yeah. So, I mean, you expand it to 14 teams, almost half of the – That's MLB what I'm saying. Like, that's, why I don't, that's the part that I don't like. So, that means – let's just 
Hold up. Let's just look at this real quick. Let me get on Bleacher Report app. Let me go to MLB. I'm so let's see to... here. But just, just continuing with the lockout too, uh, just some more stuff that the players want. Um, the players' biggest issue seems to be significant increase in luxury tax and or reduction in penalties, earlier free agency, earlier arbitration, and a higher minimum salary, which I also agree with the higher minimum salary because – Teams just that's what the tanking teams do. They they you know sign people for the bare minimum and then you know they don't do anything. Uh, those were the issue issues virtually untouched by the owners in the proposal last week. So that's where you also you know start getting into the part of where when are we actually going to play? Because if that's the players counter uh, offer and yet the owners never even brought any of those subjects up, now they have to talk about that part, and then they're going to have to bargain about that. But it's it's going to be a long one. Plus, yeah, so we got JJB in here, and the color cast same. So it looks like Ozuna and Noel V. Mate's team is up 2-1 to one in the L-I-D-O-M. I assume that's the uh, Dominican League. Um, files against Robinson Cano. Oh. And I don't know how to say that second name. Socrates and Britos? I, I I literally have no idea. But I did not Socrates. know that they were playing Socrates. those leagues. I didn't know they Socrates. were playing those leagues. I didn't even know Robinson. Yo, listen. I completely forgot about Robinson Cano's existence, which is sad because I am a Yankee fan. And technically he is on my wall because I have a plaque of like the of the Yankees from like a while ago. Yeah, Mark Teixeira, Rivera, Jeter, CC, Cano. Curtis Granderson, Annie Pettit, and Brett Gardner. I got it. I'm, you know, it's weird. I remember getting it too. I went to Lake George up here in New York and I got it at some random store. I've had it ever since then. I was probably like 10 years old. Awesome. Awesome. I love Robinson Cano on the Yankees, bro. He was so beautiful. Oh, my God. He was so beautiful. Okay. So I'm assuming the 14 teams would be seven from each. League, right? That would be correct. That's how okay. math works. Well, okay. <laughs> so the only difference, actually, I mean, looking at this, would have been the Blue Jays and the Marlins or Mariners would have been in, which having them two play in like a wild card spot or something. Okay. Ooh, okay. that's a good question. Prime Cano or Prime Soriano? Alfonso Soriano? Ooh. See, here's my problem. I was too young to see. I'm too young to see Prime Soriano. Like I don't really remember Soriano as a good player. I, like, I remember him. A li- I remember him a little bit on the Cubs, and then I remember him coming back to the Yankees for like a year, and it was weird. Uh, I would probably so, go Robinson Cano. See, yeah, I have to say Cano because that's all I remember. Unless I like went back and looked at Soriano's numbers and stuff. Right. But I just remember Cano just carrying Yankee teams for like months at a time because, like, even though they had good players, like when Cano was good. It was a whole different story because he was batting like fifth, and all of a sudden he's hitting you know thirty home runs and driving an RB, and he was an unbelievable fielder. He made everything look so smooth. It was so okay. easy. Quick question: Do you like the high socks or you no socks? I actually wore my uh, socks high. I love high socks. Like I wish that would be like everyone what they do. Like you have to. I usually wore I usually wore my sock like my pants. I would put them up like right below my kneecap. Okay. As far as the NL, it would have been the Reds and Phillies would have made the playoffs on the other two spots or two teams. So, I mean, I would have liked to see the Blue Jays in 
And who was the other team? The Mariners? I, yeah, Mariners. I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing, but I mean, there are going to be those years where you're also going to have people that are like just terrible making it. But maybe that was a year that some teams that were actually good could have made it. Because mm-hmm. like seeing the Blue Jays in the playoffs would have been fun. And I mean, I here's the so other too. thing too. Here is a pro argument for expanded playoffs. It does keep more teams involved. Because like, if you are right on the edge of being a playoff team, and then all of a sudden it's the trade deadline, and you decide to you know just have a fire sale like most teams do, mm-hmm. your fans are going to go insane now. Because instead of it being like, oh, we're too far out of it, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you're not. There's seven exactly. teams making it from each from each side. You're only you know seven games back. That's would nothing. That, will that keep teams from tanking as much? I. I think it kind of would. Th- I don't think it keeps the very bad teams from doing it. Like the Orioles right. are still going to well, tank. Well, the, the lukewarm like, teams can't tank. Yeah, you know, yeah, the lukewarm teams. I would assume wouldn't. I mean, we say can't, but like, is there a world where you know they trade off some good players and still somehow make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like I remember when the Yankees traded away everybody, and then they brought up like Gary Sanchez, you know, when he was young, and and somebody right. else. Then all of a sudden they went on like a you know, a, a 20 and 10 run where they almost make the playoffs because, you know, they just got younger, but probably Cano also. Soriano was like Bellinger with the steals, power, and K rate, but with very bad defense. Yeah. I Like I said, I don't – I wish I was old enough to remember Soriano because, like – I like Soriano. I See, that was the I'm thing. It was awesome. weird. Whenever I would play, like, you know, the old baseball games, mm-hmm. I always used to pick Soriano because I liked his batting stance, even though it's uh-huh. – Look kind of ugly, but it was just unique to me. Right. Um, that's like uh, what was it, Karolinko? I think it was that had the bat way up with two hands, and then he'd bring it in. Just, oh, yeah, well, Kevin Euclid too, with the yeah, with the two different. I mean, I god, was that that was a weird one. He played for the Yankees, so it's okay. Well, that's true, <sighs> but yeah, so the players are meeting back with the owners on Monday. That is when the next uh. Little thing is gonna be. Sorry, it's so. killing me. I had to open up a pack. I know this is loud. Don't worry. Nobody, nobody's ears. You know. So uh, speaking of which, which Sheffield was the one that I always mimicked. I don't Sheffield, blame you. I, 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 I imitated Sheffield. I, I obviously imitated Jeter the most because I mean, how I could was, I not? I was King Griffey Jr. and Sheffield kind of mixed, if that makes any sense. With just they both kind of swung that bat a little bit. Sheffield a little bit more. But I just loved his uh, Griffey's straight up stance. See, I used to do Jeter a lot because obviously, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. And, but then, since I am a lefty, I would always go with Cano a lot too because it was like, oh, I can actually right. play like him. Even though, <laughs> by the way, the skill never matched never matched up with the imitation. By the way, first card's a rookie card. Look at this guy, Michael, opening cards live on our show. Unbelievable. See, you see that people? He doesn't even care about you. He's more focused. Hey. hey. Boba Shet and Simeon. Obviously, that's not really this man really said that Boba Shet's the best shortstop in baseball. <laughs> hey, just I, that up. is literally Michael. Love you. Worst take you've had on the show. I mean, it is right now, it's the worst. But once the season it will happens, continue to be, you're gonna say, Wow, that was a very hot take. I like it. But uh, did you see Buster uh, only, only Buster only? Wow. only uh, Tweet a few minutes ago or an hour ago. Not. Robot umpires will be used in AAA in 2022. Oh, we're getting closer. 
JJ wow, going... wants us to recap our uh, top 10 list. I probably can't even do oh, it now. I got you. I got you. Top 10 list ready. I got mine pulled up right here. I had Bichette at 10. I got Baez at 9. No, 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 no. You did not have Bichette. You totally forgot him. Michael, you forgot all about story too because you didn't even think he was – you thought he was still on a team he's no, not on. So I, I don't want to hear nothing him. from you. Listen, let me that. give my top 10. You can give your top 10. I have Bichette Baez at 10 and 9. At 8, I have Lindor. 7, I have Franco. 6, I have Tim Anderson. 5, Xander Bogarts. 4, I got Trevor Story. 3, Corey Seager. Number 2, Tatis. And number 1, I have Carlos Correa. Beautiful. Michael, you going to give your list or what? You know, you've badmouthed me too much where I, I don't – I don't even see, uh, see, no, you might have a fan over here in JJB. He said, oh, why, thank you. Whoa, he said, whoa, why so low on Bichette? He didn't listen, even have a Bichette on the list until I had I him don't think, one. Listen, I don't think he's bad. Oh, he's in the top 10. That means he's not bad. I just want to see it for one more year. He's a, he's a little young here. Okay, my top 10. I'm pretty sure this is the order. I had uh, Alex Brigman at 11. Oh, I had the top ten list, so that's all. I'm sorry, I had him at ten. I had, uh, let's see here, who did I have at nine? <laughs> you can't ask me. I don't know. Oh, I number mine like a professional. I started to write this down, but my notebook wasn't in here. I think I had uh, Wander Franco at nine, and then I had Story at eight. Bogart. No, I had Lindor at seven. Xander Bogart at six. Simeon at five, Tim Anderson at four. Uh, let's see here. Manny Machado and Tatis back to back because we don't know who's going to really play that and who they're going to put. But then I had uh, who did I have at two? You had Correa at two. Correa at two and then Bichette at one. Mookie Betts, Christian said, yeah. Too bad uh, he's not a shortstop, or else I would agree with you. So, JJB, listen, let, let's be real here. My um, list is a lot better, even even if you think I'm well on Bichette. Mine's so let's much just, better. Let's just ask you this. Between 1 and 10, where do would you have Bichette at? And we'll at least ask you that. Yeah, I'm curious. now I'm curious. I still can't believe you said number one. You should have known I was going to put him at one, though. I'm a Blue Jays fan at heart. I mean, he just has all the tools. I, I agree. He's got some speed to him, a little some power. I think you said you'd have him like three-ish. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I had him a little high, but I, I wanted to. You know, that's, that's my guy. I'm turning I, into a, uh, a Taylor Trammell fan, by the way, as well. If anything, the highest I'm putting him – is I could see him sliding in to technically what would be the sixth position. No, the seventh position where I have Franco and just moving everybody else down one. I want to open up another pack. Like, I can't. Like, Xander Bogarts was unbelievable last year. I think Story's very good. I think Seager's very good. Tatis and Correa, to me, are easily better than him. Like, and here's the thing. 
we've looked at the uh, 100 top or top 100 players the past two years. It's hard to actually say where they're going to be because we looked at the true. list and thought, wow, they had them here. They had that guy here. That's pitiful. So we, at least, even though we think they're smart, they could totally be out there. We understand. Mike, I'm literally one of the smartest people I know. Um, honestly, Trey Turner is probably above all of them. See, I have him as a second baseman. I think I did too. Because we, we've done so far, my good sir, we've done a first baseman, second baseman, and shortstop. Why was that card turned around? So I have him as a second baseman. I think hey. I had him. I think I ranked him Frank second. Robinson. Sorry. I think I ranked him second on my second baseman list because I had Simeon first just because he was so good. Yeah, I guess Taylor would be second base. See, and then even with Michael's list, I don't even agree. This man, Alex Bregman, is a third baseman. He's not a shortstop. This is, this is a horrible card. Who wants Garrett Cole? Send that to me then. I mean, Send it's it not his rookie card. It probably really ain't worth anything. That's fine. I'll give you my address after the show. Okay. I mean, seriously, if you want some, if I got some Reds or Yankees card, I'll send you. There was one. Let me see if I can find it. I just want to ask you about. He's a rookie, and I don't know him. There's only like, there's very few prospects I know, so I hope it's one of the good ones. (sighs) Me too, for my money's sake. Sorry, guys. I'm through cards here. There's my Reds ones. Man, I love my Reds. Mid at best. Michael, speaking of mid at best, have you seen? Because I know you, you listen, Michael might be, you know, 85 years old, but um, he actually is on TikTok as well. Have you seen the sound? No, Derek Jeter, eh? I'll take that one. I thought too. you would put it down there for you. But um, have you seen the sound on TikTok that's like living in the Midwest? Is mid. That's why it's called the Midwest. And then, <laughs> no, I haven't. And, and then, like, one of the things is like, you are Cincinnati Reds who haven't won a World Series since 1996. Mid. 90, actually. Or 1990. And they're like, mid. I'll have to send you one of the things. I think you would enjoy it. Here it is. Uh, Nick Nelson, rookie. Oh, he, he, uh, he pitched this year. He was pretty solid. Um, nothing. Crazy, but he was pretty nice this year. Got a mean slider on him. Oh, yeah. So I, I kept all the rookies and put them in a sleeve at least because probably the only thing worth anything. Well, Michael, I don't have anything else to say. I think it's been a wonderful show, though, if you ask me, by the way. It's always a wonderful show with us. You know, I, you know you've made some great points today. The Bichette one was terrible, but that was a good one. <laughs> That was a good one. Man, you really well, Michael, that, you? with that being said, how about this? How about you tell everybody where they can find you so we can go on and get out of here? First of all, everyone that's stick around or stuck around with us in our color cast, thank you all so much. Even you, JJB, follow us. Look if at you that. He said we... solid cast, fellas. Thank you, my brother. Hope oh, you're back you, for more. I am going to go and follow you. Hopefully you follow me back as I just I did there. We'll be besties oh, forever. No, I, I follow you But now. uh Obviously, check us out on Thursdays like today at Backstop Banter. The ones that are watching us live, you can see that on TikTok. Why well, you got me talking TikTok on Twitter? 
Uh, that's Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We've got a guest worked out. I think I haven't heard a response back from him. I reached back out to him today and I haven't heard from him, Connie. He was supposed to come on a couple weeks ago, but with my mother passing away and the whole nine yards of that. Oh, sorry. Here's Jimmy Jones with a comment on our YouTube. Did you see that? Pitchers typically don't sell much. Jimmy, we're going to start a show with baseball cards or just cards in general because I need some help and I'm getting them. I have heard base pitchers don't do well because their longevity is not as much. So with that being said, maybe I'll send that to you too. But Thursdays is Backstop Banter. I have another show that I co-host with, as Connie says, with my boy, Nick Andre, on Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is Count the Bucket, everything with basketball from WNBA, college hoops, to the big three, to NBA, of course. And yes, I am a LeBron hater. So if you enjoyed that talk, come on over. 10.30 Eastern Time, p.m. Oh, I thought you did it at 10 in the morning. Anyway. Um, hey, you never know. <laughs> anyway, as for me, uh, backstop banter. Obviously, Michael just said it. We do this every Thursday, 9 Eastern. So if you enjoy uh, your baseball conversations, we enjoy having them. And we enjoy uh, hearing some feedback from the people, of course. Listen, me and Michael sit up here and BS back and forth. But in seriousness as well. We love hearing from the people. It Absolutely. makes the show a lot more fun uh, when you can sit down and have some some conversations with people. Uh, so check us out, 9 Eastern, every Thursday. Mondays, I do a show called Generation Sports with me and my guy Josh, breaking down everything in the sports world, MMA, football, basketball. We talk about everything. Uh, Tuesdays, I do the hard count, which is kind of like this show, except it's a football edition. So everything, <laughs> So everything football – you know, we obviously broke down the, uh, you know, wild card weekend, gave our predictions for other stuff. So make sure you go and check that show out. That is at 9 Eastern over on Tuesdays. And then you can follow me on Twitter, Anthony Conover underscore. Of course, you can follow my one show, Gen Z Sports, right there on Twitter as well. Instagram we have as well. YouTube we have as well. Uh, so make sure you'll check everything out. Colorcast, like I said, and Michael said before, USN. If you type it in, you can find all the yes, members sir. of Unwrapped over there. Um, listen, podcast. Boy, did you mention podcast? I have not, but okay. You can follow our pod. You can find our podcast everywhere it's available: Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever. We're there, um, yes, sir. And then, of course, and listen. All I'm saying is, your boy is still in the Colorcast playoffs for the NFL. So, uh, if you enjoyed this at all, come over. On Saturday, I'll pro- I, I I work, so I don't know if I'll be able to do the full Bengal game, but I'm doing the rest of the games of the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. If Help nothing else, boys. just leave it on the Bengals game. Don't say a thing. Just have it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I need everybody's help because I'm going against a fierce competitor who's fe- who's like has a verify and everything. So I need as Ooh. much help as I can get if I uh, attempt to win the second round of these playoffs. But with that being said, congrats on the first round win. Well, thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. So, with that being said, I uh, fit a. I said I, said I fit. fit a I bid a farewell to all fit of farewell. our uh, wonderful, wonderful viewers once again. Podcast will be up tomorrow, and uh, until then, people, we'll see you later. Have a good one. Mm.